Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here, we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. My name is Ryan, and with me today is my good friend John. That's me, what's up? And we are here to kick off our very first episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Woohoo! Yes. First off, this isn't about Sushi Go. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much typed up. (laughs) You always want edamame. No. (laughs) I'll just take just an IV full of wasabi or whatever. (laughs) We're already off the rails. This is not a good sign. What is this about? (laughs) Okay. So what is this podcast? This podcast is dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. Designed by Eric Royce and published by Greater Than Games. So... We're going to be talking about this game exclusively. This is not a podcast for other board games. We can mention things here and there, like mechanics, references, and stuff. But this is very much, at its core, this is about Spirit Island. And no, not a review, not my first impressions only, not just... That was my biggest complaint. Yeah. So many podcasters about reviews. When I saw the delight of what this game is, when I first was experiencing, I was like, oh my word, this game is awesome. I just wanted more. More, 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 more. So I kept looking up reviews and reviews and reviews. And, you know, when you get a game and you're looking at buying it, looking at reviews over and over again is is fine. Yeah. Because you're looking at reviews and you don't own it yet. But when I got it and after I played a few times and I loved it, I was like, man, I just want more. I just want to dive in. And the only thing I could find was, like, a thread here on Reddit or a thread there on... BGG. Yeah, on BGG or something like that. But I wanted just more. So, anyway, all this to say that this is something that I wanted to find. But I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Maybe we need to be the change that we like, that you want to be <laughs> the in the change world. Change so. want. Anyway, that is what this. We're is. what the world needs. <laughs> We're not pretentious. At all. <laughs> all right. So, what is this podcast for? Honestly, everything Spirit Island. So, whether that means discussion about various and different strategies that are in the game, commentaries about all the things, cards, abilities, characters, adversaries boards even, artwork, lore, everything, to maybe opinions and preferences, because one of the cool things I love about this game so much is the fact that you can have a preference about so many things, how you play the game, the characters you play, the way that that character is played, you can have a favorite character that you can come back to and play time and time again and learn different things about that character each time. For instance, I love my defenders. Mm-hmm. I love my defensive characters. And I you like really like, you like your controllers. I like control. And so it's kind of cool, I think, to compare and contrast someone's preferences to your own and, you know, opinions. And I think that by the sharing of your own opinions on this card or this card, or just the game, frankly, someone else's input while offering yours, you can just learn more about it. And as a result of learning more about it, you can be more efficient and tactical about your decisions in-game. And frankly, I it's something I like and something I love. And I love talking about it. And I love hearing other people's opinions on it. We're so, going to have some strong opinions. We are. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty universal that Serpent's trash. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost half the viewers. Stop it. Don't, don't listen to it, my friends. <laughs> you never reach the most highest tier in eight. You'll that's never not, get there. That's not true. <laughs> Another thing that occurred to me is that this might be, like, fantastic for newcomers. Tip for newcomers. This could be... this. Like podcast. you said, this is what you were looking for. This is exactly what I was looking for. I, once I got my feet wet, I figured out that I wanted more. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted more, I got hungry for it. But I couldn't find any food that I was looking for. So I was hungry for more depth, 
but I couldn't find anything, so I just had to do it myself kind right. of thing. So there's going to be a lot of things that we talk about in here that might be beneficial to you if you are someone who's maybe new to the game or maybe haven't heard of it at all, like, ever. And as a result of this podcast, maybe you can go and if you're interested, maybe you're on the fence, maybe there's a buddy of yours that has it, maybe there's, like, a local store or a... Uh, maybe you don't like co-ops. Right. That was just, my big hang Right. That's true. We're going to get into all that. All of this. Yeah. We have so many topics to discuss. It's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited to just really get into this. And we talked about newcomers, but also, I mean, this is going to be a great, I think, for veterans as well. Veterans of the game who, obviously, I'll be honest, I kind of wanted to have this podcast specifically for veterans. And I'm not saying that, like, from the get-go, I was already dismissive of somebody who's new. But you but want I to think, get in, like, nitty-gritty. But I want to get nitty-gritty. Yeah. And I feel as if when you know you like something... You're not afraid of complex. You're not afraid of... Meta. Me- right, of meta and stuff. I mean, so... I think It might I go think, over some newcomers' heads, some of our topics. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not trying to shun newcomers. And as a result of the analysis, multiple analyses, analyses... I? Analysis? Analysis? Oh, boy, we sound Dude, smart. <laughs> Keep due, listening. Due to the wealth of information that we will be divulging That's as bad. a result of this show... It is my theory that those who are veterans can appreciate and comment on said spoken information, while those who do not know about the information can learn a trick or seven while yeah. we while we're talking about it. We're so, not saying we know everything. This sounds no. a little bit. I know. Let, let's let's not let's not <laughs> let's not imply. That we're well versed, though. I'll say that. Oh, geez. Yes, that's another thing. Another reason why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this podcast? Who are we? So board games. That's. That's my thing, man. As a hobby, I love board games. Free time? Uh, free time. I have such an enjoyment about having friends over, spending time with friends, experiencing different challenges. Should we tell them your New Year's resolution? <laughs> Is that too personal? Per- perhaps later. Perhaps later. I, I'm totally fine with that. I just think that I can get to that later, which is going to be Ooh. something we can talk about when we get to the whole career. Promos thing. for next episode. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> but no, I love board gaming. I love, I absolutely love it. It's all I do. I have, my collection is starting to grow. I recently got into board gaming as a hobby. Recently, when I say that word recently, it's 2020 now. It was 2017 when I really started to get into it. But it's something that I really enjoyed. And it was something that I was like, oh my word, this is something I can stick my teeth in. So much about the board game hobby resonated with me. As opposed to like someone who... I don't know, like, some people, like, collect coins, or some people like to, whatever. I don't think I have to explain the etymology of why we as humans have hobbies. Do you like the mechanics of it, or, like, the social aspect of it? yeah. I have a higher enjoyment of experience with some friends around a table, rolling Mm -hmm. dice, as opposed to watching a movie or a show with friends. Don't get me wrong, I love watching a movie, and I love watching TV and whatnot, but But it's not as interactive. No, it's not as interactive, and I kind of like that interaction. I like the interaction it does, I like the social aspects of it, I like just the... I like seeing different artwork, I like the different experiences, and generally in life, just very, very generally speaking, I am all in for experiences. Not for games, not for road trips, not for whatever. Specifically, it's just the experience. Mm. And I love just experiencing more things. And I feel as if in your typical 9 to 5 lifestyle, you can achieve a variety of different experiences very well and efficiently through the form of board games. Yes, you can do it through TV. Yes, you can do it through internet, whatever. And I'm not saying that if that's how you like to get your experiences, then that mine is better than yours. I'm just telling you, 
I myself, you enjoy? I prefer spending an afternoon or evening with friends just gathered around a table with snacks and playing board games. It's what makes me happy. Very early, I grew up with some board games, but they were your typical Monopoly. Classic. Sorry. Yeah. Boggle. Sorry. Hi Ho Chi. Game of Life. Yep. Game of Life. All great. But in my youth, I had this foundation of being favorable towards board gaming anyway. But then board games kind of got awesome. <laughs> a lot changed recently. <laughs> a lot right. Changed. Because that's kind of all that we had growing up. Yeah, it's it's true. And it's true. And I know that there's a lot of board games that are to credit for that. But I feel as if that could be a topic for another thing. And I want to make sure that I keep this thing centered. Spirit right Island. On Spirit Get back Island. to Spirit Island. Spirit Island podcast. Anyway, the history of chess. <laughs> How we came to be. Backgammon. <laughs> So one thing, one thing you got to understand is Spirit Island. This is my favorite game of all time. And whoa, oh yeah, there we go. No, it's it's. There it is. I know it's one of yours. I'm not sure if it is your favorite or if it's just up there. But I'm this just trying is... to figure out where Code Names Duets goes. <laughs> <laughs> Code Names. <laughs> On one hand, like if there's a scale here, it's like due to weight. It's like. <laughs> like Spirit Island. Apples and Apples has had such a threshold for so. <laughs> well, no. Did you have that year span where like you go to someone's house and every time you're there oh, it's like, Lord. so do we bring out Apples and Apples? apples? apples you're like, again. No. no. <laughs> anyway. But no. So Spirit Island, since it came out in 2017, it has yet to be topped. It is still the king of the hill, if you want to use that analogy, for me. I'm not saying it has to be for everyone, but... I could talk about this game for hours upon hours upon days upon days because I already have. And that's the greatness of it. <laughs> and the thing is, is like so many times we're going to get into this a bit later, but so many times I've played this with somebody. And then when I saw them later in the day or later in the week, they came back to me or they texted me or they said, hey, man, like about that game. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I thought about this. That was so much fun. They want to play it this, again. We did this. We did this. Yeah. They want to play like, it again. It has that replayability. It has that intrigue. It has that fun. There's so much. And like even right now, I'm starting to stammer on my words because I have like this rush of things I want to say about praising the game for and why I love where it. Where do we begin? But where do we get? Yeah, there's so, so right, much. So we're just going to... I just have to like slow myself down. Look at me. I'm getting excited. <laughs> He's palpitating. <laughs> palpitating. Pal- no, sorry. Sorry. Do it. Um, anyway, but I love this game. And for a variety of reasons. For so many reasons. And I just... I can't wait to just dive in and just really get into it. And the funny thing is, I introduced this to you about like, what, a year ago? Um, yes. A year, ago, year Whatever. Has it been a year already? Is it, oh, well... 2020 is a blur. It, yeah, yeah, it is. But 2019 was busy for us, too, to be fair. But anyway, so I introduced it to you guys, and you guys just... I've introduced it to some people, and they're like, wow, that was really great, and wow, that was pretty sweet. But you guys, it seemed like it just caught on like fire. Yeah, so he's referring to me and my wife. We have very differing views on board game, which is cool <laughs> that I married someone that also likes board games. I we think, as in you and Laura. Yes. Your wife. Okay. Yeah, I think that needs to be... If you're looking for a wife, or a spouse, or significant other, and you're into board gaming... Anyway, Spirit Island. <laughs> it helps... I was drinking my water. <laughs> it helps have similar interests, is all I'm saying. That, oh, no, totally. Board gaming is such a wonderful hobby to share with multiple people. Kids, uncles, nephews, yeah. wife, spouse, So husbands, I was, like, whatever. thrilled to the moon that she liked them. Oh, yeah. And then the hiccup was co-op versus PvP. <laughs> 
So I love co-op. Co-op, my favorite board game genres, mechanics, systems are co-op, thematic, asymmetric, and replayable. Those are probably my four. I agree with a lot of those. Co-op. So co-op, I'm with my friends as opposed to PvP, which is everyone's against each other. Or a Euro game where, sure, we're kind of competing against each other, but you're not really doing anything antagonistically against the other player. Euros are fun. So, But I do like Euros. I don't avoid PvPs or, frankly, I don't avoid non-co-op games like The Plague. It's just I like co-op the best. That's just my favorite. I have so much enjoyment that I get an excitement with working with my fellow team members that are around the table with me and to tackle something that's really difficult, a really hard challenge. The reason, and one of the reasons why for me is because... The thing is, is when you're doing a PvP game, and this is just a completely preferential statement on my part, and it does not happen all the time, it's just this is something that can happen a lot in my experience with PvP games, is the fact that since your opposition is directly the other players, Mm -hmm. if you play against someone who's not really all that good, or maybe they're just having an off day, you're going to have a breeze with this game. You'd be like, bam, done, I just completely wrecked this guy. You know, like, since your opposition is the other person, the difficulty of this game is your opposition. Co-op games tend to be really hard. Like, really hard. Really hard. And so I really enjoy the problem-solving aspect of, like, okay, let's see what we're dealing with here. And and this game has that in spades. It does. Absolute spades. But, like, in the best way. In the best way. But it's asymmetric, which everyone's different. And asymmetric, I'm just simply describing the fact that it's not like Monopoly, where we're all literally the same functioning entity, but we just look different. No, we look different. You have a different starting hand. You have different cards. Your whole vibe, everything about you is completely different from anyone else. And mm-hmm. I love that. And then there's the whole replayability factor. Is might be one of the most replayable games I've ever had. Only because, like, the board can be set different. What cards you get are completely different. The engine that your character becomes is different. Do you remember that one post I saw that Eric said, like, if you did all the different spirits and different boards and Mm -hmm. different adversaries, it'd be, like, a million playthroughs or something. If you had tried to do... Because someone asked him about playtesting. Right. And one really important thing... We've all seen commercials or things on, like, an advertisement for a game or a video game, perhaps, where it's like... It's like Evolve or something where it's like, okay, the basic gist of the game is the exact same. But technically, it's like we have a million different combinations. See, you can have the yellow dude and the blue guy versus the green dude. And like, yes, it's technically different, but the whole experience is still so similar that it doesn't feel like a million different things. It feels like one or two or three different experiences with with just different colors. This game, in my opinion truly feels the most different with different characters, with different adversaries, with different settings, because so much of this game is different. Flip the board over, it's thematic. <laughs> yeah, like, everything. You can... Oh, yeah! Arcade or thematic, realistic, realistic, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. The board on one side is kind of equal. You know, there's six to Han, there's a city, there's a town, there's a blight, and there's two of every land yep. on one board. And the other one is more realistic side. Then your character's... Yeah, you have the same starting hand, but your characters can grow into different strategies, different builds, depending on what you get, depending on who you're with, 
you might play the same character in a completely different way. And we're going to completely get into that. But just suffice it to say that right now, what I'm getting at is the game has such replayability that I'm I'm super excited to just do another game and another game right after that. Because you know it's going to be different. Just to see what the different teams are and just to see, well, this guy is really good with him for this reason. And this dude is super great with this guy because of that reason. It's Seeing just, I the have way so you fun. play Fangs versus the way I play Fangs. Because <laughs> it's totally different. You played him fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, another thing that I love is that, and I even read this somewhere, and I forget who it was, and I, I feel so bad for not remembering the name, but it was one of the guys who worked on the game was saying, you know, there's a lot of combos that we kind of, kind of intend for people to find. There are combos all over this game. Some have different strengths than others. Some are more effective than others. Some are less effective than others. Everyone has them with everyone. Yeah. Every spirit somehow combines with every other spirit. Some a little bit better. Some a little bit better in their play styles here. Some a little bit more far-fetched. But we're not going to tell you any of them. That's, that's, cool. a, that's a for you to discover. And I love that. And it's not like someone's like, oh, well, here's your four options. No. And go for it. Just, no, I can. you can just dive in. And as a result of playing so many games over the past three years, I've come to so many great combos, combos builds, flexibilities within the characters. Minor the, powers, yeah. Oh. Well, like, who we go after? And we're, we're just going to get completely into it. I just it. wish green was good with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish Rampant Green was, like, a viable character. <laughs> you rat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, Shadows, S-tier. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so, by the way, when I mentioned Eric, I meant Eric Royce. Eric Royce, yes. So yes, I didn't the, like say his last name. Yes, yes. We owe it all to him. He's the one that designed this game. We're on a first name basis. That's why I called him Eric. <laughs> we we cool. That one time he replies to you on BGG and you're just like, he knows me. <laughs> I remember you texted me, dude, Eric responded to my thing. <laughs> he's so responsive. We'll get into that he's too. So, he's so cool though. But yes, yes. Eric, super dope. Anyway, the game came out in 2017. That's when I discovered the game, when it came out. And I, when I got it, I just... Did I, you originally back it? Okay, so I did not. Okay. I did not, and I wish that I did. I missed the campaign, but that's, you know, it's whatever. It's mm-hmm. Kickstarter versus retail. The experience came to me at some point anyway. So I was... It was 2017 when I had discovered this game, and I've honestly, I've just been playing it ever since. And now not obviously every single day or every single week, but you know, when you have board game nights. It's been on steady rotation. It's been a thing in my head since 2017. Just thinking about this game, marinating over all of the things that we've already discussed already. And I've just been playing it for, I mean, it's 2020 now. I've been playing this game for three years. So I feel as if, no, I am not going to claim that I have the arithmetic calculative kind of mind that i can tell you definitively this is the best thing here i'm not i'm not going to flex and be like hey i have the best strats i know because i've done the time whatever no i'm not that guy i'm just saying i've played this game a lot i feel as if i have a good standpoint on references that i can speak to this game and on certain things i'm just simply going to share with you what i have found and hey if you guys have comments and things you want to talk about totally leave it in the comments below this in the comment section on our soundcloud i would love to hear from you and hear what you have to say so we can just get a discussion going about this game on all the various topics that we have we're going to do but just we want people to know how great this game is since we put in the time to prove that it is not just a write-off not just oh hey i played this at a friend's house and I had a great time. Well, I've had a lot of those gaming experiences. Like that was oh, totally. a really fun time. It was a really fun time. And I'm happy they own it because I don't want. Totally. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But when you have a great experience, there's so many things that contribute to a great experience. There's the game. There's the people that are with you. There's the time. There's the headspace that you were in. There was the food that was nearby. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And yeah. These are all good things. But this game has the capacity to deliver a just an absolute S-tier level of quality of experience every single time I play it. And so it's not only the friends that you were with that make this game awesome. It's not that one soundtrack that you played with while playing this game that put you in the mood and that Mm -hmm. made it fantastic. This game is awesome. And I have a pet peeve with all these reviewers that are like, this game is pretty good, but I didn't like this because it's like super like analysis paralysis and it's like super complex. Ooh, and we'll I'm get like, into oh, that. oh, we're going to get into that. I can't wait to get but into that. But I have that. a pet peeve when people are like, you know what? I'm not smart enough for this game, so I'll give it a B plus. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is an A plus plus game. The amount of work that went like, into it. Oh, you could tell that this was a labor of love and it definitely shows in the final product that this is something that was thought over, was play tested again and again, and there was time, there was affection, there was a love for the project. You could totally tell that the people behind this really cared about this. And Eric, my, I, I, if I was wearing a hat, I'd tip it off to you because this is literally my favorite game. I've played a ton of board games. My closet is full of... I've seen it. So many board games, and I've played a ridiculous number of board games. With that being said, however... The statement I'm about to make is a simple statement, but do not mistake its gravity for its simplicity. And that is, Spirit Island is my favorite board game of all time. So, I'm going to get into that. Ugh, I can't wait. I think I'm starting to repeat myself because I'm starting to get excited again. And when I get excited, I start to, like, repeat things. Well, there's a lot of hype, too, for this because of Jagged Earth. Oh, jeez, yes. And already this game is good enough that it's not as if We didn't need it. We didn't need a shot in the arm. No. (laughs) But then now Jagged Earth's coming out. Of motivation or any kind of contributing factor to kind of, like... Come on, let's stir the coals. Let's get a conversation going back up again. Like this conversation was already, already on, like already full speed ahead as far as you and I are concerned. Now we're Twelve new spirits. Oh, I know. One of the reasons why I even wanted to start this podcast was when I introduced this to John, and you guys loved it, and you guys started to play it. I would go over to your house, you come over to my house. It started with just me and you texting, like, "Hey, man, like this thing was great. Oh yeah, dude, that last game was so much fun. This combo and that combo was fantastic. And then you did this, and then I did this." Well, loving the first was like me just getting rules wrong you're like no that's not how ravage works <laughs> or, or like how i didn't know how lightning can just make sacred sites right like i thought uh, it'd be zero point, and like then pointers, two pointers and clarifications like, of rules right i'd be like we wiped the board and you're like well you did ravaging wrong i'm like it was fun <laughs> i didn't say it like that <laughs> no i know you make me sound so weak <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of the convo right but but what's cool is that these conversations these texts became phone calls yeah and what we would do is we began to just talk about this game so often about like once a week we would just call and talk about this game about like just so many different things about this game and they would become 90 minute to two hour phone calls just about this game and i'm not talking about one or two of these phone calls y'all i'm talking about 10 15 in our 20s it's easily in the double digits it is and so we were thinking I even remember we even said this in one. We were like, "Why don't we just record this?" I think Laura. I think Laura said that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "We could totally do this because, like, what we are doing right now on the phone." I look at my phone and I see that the timer says 
97 minutes or whatever. Like, what we've been doing on this phone for the past hour, hour and a half, is something we could totally put on a podcast because I just want to hear discussion. I want to hear people talk about it. When you're in a niche crowd and you just want to see more of it, but it's not super popular, you're like looking, grasping at straws to find who else is just like you. Right. Who else loves this game just like you? Who else... Someone out there maybe who has discovered that in the same way that you did, this game is worth it. This game is awesome. And worth someone the else time, the time. Worth the worth energy. The time. Right. Yeah. So we're like, you know what? I haven't found anything. And, you know, I looked up some podcasts. I looked up some stuff. But it's all reviews. Like reviews here, reviews there. A comment here, a comment And there. we're not the only ones. There's been threads. Right. On Reddit asking, but, like, guys, are there any other podcasts? There's but nothing. But I don't want a one episode featuring Spirit Island. I want a Spirit Island podcast one that's just dedicated to the game yeah that i can just talk for hours because we're already talking about it you and i are talking about this game for hours literal hours long time about this game so why not just start something and hey be the change you want to be in this life you know so maybe as a result of that we can get more people to a talk about spirit island and just get this discussion going publicly and b maybe we can just get this fantastic awesome game that some people have done reviews and said that hey this game is really hard it's pretty good but it's not for me we can convince people that no this game is worth putting in the time and so don't look at those people who are writing it off saying it's pretty good no it's not pretty good it's fantastic i kind of see where you know they're trying to get reviews out quick and no, I totally get you it. You got to learn a game in an right. hour. And there, and there's then play a lot it. of there's a lot of subjective tone that I have when I say this because yes, it is at the end of the day my opinion that this game is good. You are totally allowed to try this game, and if you think that it's too much or it's too crazy, I am not judging you at all. It's all about the experience. But and a lot if of you are not if, if you are not reaching a good experience as a result of this game. I'm not going to blame fine. you. I'm just trying to say that... Reviewers I, don't do it justice. No, I or really don't give it the think, time of day. Yeah, and I totally get it, because when you're reviewing a board game, when you have a channel, you're getting bombarded with emails all the time. Hey, review this game. Hey, review yeah. this game. You got production you got to do. You got writing you got to do. You got material to edit. You have all this stuff. You're swamped. I think this game is juicy enough like a steak that when you sink your teeth in it really starts to show how good its flavor and how good it, its quality is. But some people just don't have that time. I mean, there's only there's not a ton of bad reviews. It's very high-ranked no. on Board Game mm-hmm. Geek. So it's not like... It was like, last I checked, it was like number 13. Yeah, it's very high. And then if you go to... And for the past few years, it's been in the top 10. Yeah. Seriously. And, and if you go into like the hotness or what's being played most recently, yeah. it's always there. So it's the, always we there. know people are playing this yep. game. This isn't so, like a diamond in the rough. Right. Which is not but, a bad thing. No, I totally get that one of the reasons why it's going to have a lot of plays nowadays is because, yes, there's an additional content that's coming out. That was kickstarted in 2018. It's coming out soon. So it's going to be those that do have the game are going to be well aware that it's coming out. And there's going to be this new excitement and new level of public. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, presence? Yes. That's coming back because, hey, this got new content. It's going to bring some people back. Some people that haven't played in a while might hear about it again. And so... But we're three years running. That has right. been popular. And so. it's been... Correct. Correct. I'm just saying, I was already excited about this game, period, that came out three years ago. I've been playing it all this time, and it still has not gotten stale for me. Hasn't. And yet, now that there's new stuff coming in, and I've done... I have looked at every ounce 
of content that they've released for Jagged Earth. I, I backed Jagged Earth. I am so excited. And the excitement levels that I have received... R.I.P. Beta Finder. We miss you. <laughs> okay, he was OP and you know. I miss Finder. Original Finder. <laughs> We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> But there was so much excitement that I already had about this game. And with Jagged Earth coming out, and coming out soon, it's going to... I mean, it's right going to be coming out. Now. It's right around the corner. In about a month. Yeah. In about a month, it might actually be here. But with that knowledge, just my excitement levels were spiking so much that I felt like I just had to do something. I needed to find a place to just put all my energy about this game. To just, just start talking about it. I'm starting to get stir-crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I also love so, the community of Spirit Island. I know. Uh, There's all the other people commenting and talking about it. Right. I like that we can be part of it, and then people can join in right. the SoundCloud comments. I just want to add yeah. my voice and whatever to all of this. Because I feel as if I've just been spectating, and I'm like, uh, spectating's not enough. Yeah. I just want to get in there, so... Anyway, so how how are we introduced to Spirit Island? I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. So the year was 2017. Oh, <laughs> fine, yeah. I, I had recently just gotten into board gaming. I hadn't had it proved in my head yet that board gaming was cool now. Because mm. when I thought of board games, when I heard the word board game, I thought of Boggle. I thought of Scrabble, Monopoly, Settlers of Catan, that kind of thing. And... You know, my brother had took a chance on a game called Scythe recently. At that time, it was yeah. recent. And it was completely different. And I know there's been a plethora of so many other games. I'm not saying, like, the jump from Sellers of Catan to Scythe is a big one. I'm just saying the board game industry is super cool, in my opinion, because the entry point is completely different for everyone. The path that I started to get where I am today with board gaming as a wonderful hobby was not the same as yours. Or as Joe on the street who plays board games. So for me, it was Scythe that made me kind of wake up. And I saw Scythe was this game that had so many mechanics that were new to me. Like, you know, simple mechanics that we learned. It was a, it was a lot like Settlers where you kind of like, you know, gather right, resources in, and like stuff. Like some mechanics, game mechanics that other games had right. in your youth where, oh, we all have our own turn. We all roll dice, maybe then, inventory management, card management. It's a little like Risk, you know. Right. But then Scythe comes in with this stellar artwork with something completely unique that's not, that's not related to anything I have ever seen in my entire life. And when is steampunk not cool? Right. And it had great art. It had just... It had a, mechs. It had mechs. Sold. It had asymmetry. I'd never played a board game with mechs or whatever. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. This is, like, super cool. And then you probably I was played like, as the Rusty's first, right? <laughs> no, I'm Team Saxony. Oh, all right. Okay. Rusty's OB. <laughs> but, uh... So my brother had that game, and he also had another one that he got soon after called Legendary Encounters Alien. And we're fun a fun game. We're, we're a, I like that one. Still I, fun I really for me. like Legendary Encounters. And I know that there's Legendary Encounters Marvel, and it'd be out for it, it had been out for a while. But the thing with Legendary Encounters Alien was we really liked the Alien movie franchise from Ridley Scott. So it was already something well, where two it's of like, the movies, right? Right. But this was not, when not the whole. Thing. This was when. <laughs> The first and the second, Alien and Aliens. Although Resurrection isn't as bad as many people say. I don't hate there Prometheus. Are... I don't hate Prometheus. Prometheus was fine, but bringing it back to board games, <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the first times I had it demonstrated to me that a board game could 
be tied to a different IP. Mm. So, like, this was when movies and board games were a thing. And I loved movies. And board games were just, eh, something you do in your free time when your aunt or your uncle is over. Maybe your grandparents. You never had Star Wars Monopoly? So, that was a... no. I had friends who had it. Okay. But I always knew that that was just a different flavored Monopoly. Right. And when I saw Legendary Encounters Alien, I didn't know that there were many Legendary Encounters games. Later, I would come to learn that there were other Legendary Encounters games, like Legendary Encounters Firefly and, as I mentioned, Marvel. Yeah. But I thought that this was just, like, specifically an alien thing. And I was like, whoa. And that was another thing that kind of woke me up. Like, guys, modern-day board games are kind of awesome. Like, they're kind of dope. And so... My brother had these two games, and I was like, man, I need to, like, start doing my research and just finding stuff. Maybe there's more out there. I haven't seen a whole lot because I was in school. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't really think about board games. You know, I also like video games as well. I was doing those pretty much all the time when I had free time, I mean. But, like, my attention span was catered and allocated to other things, not board games. It wasn't something that was realistically cool enough in my mind. Because, like I said, when I heard board games, my mind immediately went to... Monopoly, to Scrabble, to whatever stuff. Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. But it was because of Scythe and then Legendary Encounters Alien that I was like, wow, I think I think board games are starting to like... You started getting those experiences. Like, those experiences. It was less about a game yeah. and more about an experience. Yeah. I think that's... The, those like, memories you that's, started. That is when it starts to... that. I think that, that, that actually may be... Now I'm thinking about it right now as I'm talking. I think that actually may be a good good way to describe that turning point. Yeah. Because in Legendary Encounters Alien, all the cards come down in a row, and it's like the aliens coming down the hallway the in the second movie. Bad. You know what I mean? Or when they're like, they're in the walls, or they're coming out of the walls, or whatever. Game over, man. Game over, man. <laughs> but, um, Game over. But my point being, it felt more immersive it did. than Monopoly ever had been. Or Stratego or Battleship. And I, those games are classics. I'm not trying to knock on those experiences. For Stratego, at all. I would make. Oh, sorry, games. You know, in Stratego, you put the bombs around the flag typically. Mm-hmm. I would, like, make a bomb thing, but just have the flag so random and yeah. hope they wouldn't get to it. So they think they would. I was so smart with Stratego. I have, uh, I have an Love hate. story with, with Stratego. Did someone go it to the bathroom and see your board and then come back? That so, happened to me. So. The thing is, we had... I know there are many versions of Stratego. Our version of Stratego had plastic pieces, and they were colored. One was red, one was blue. Plastic Same with ours. blue pieces. Yeah. And, and I know that there are some where it's like wooden pieces or whatever. Oh. I know. So we had the plastic ones that were red and blue. And my brother, he was like, oh, my favorite color is blue. I want to be blue all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm the youngest brother in my family, so I... I, Last I, like, pick. I always, I, I was used to and accustomed to being pretty open-minded and flexible with stuff. Because hey, I got yeah, I was the one who typically was got the last pick, but that didn't really bother me because that's literally the entirety of my life. <laughs> anyway, he's like, oh man, I love blue. Blue's my favorite color. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can play blue. So I always played as red. Okay, that is the important thing to remember is I always played as red, and so I always got whooped in Stratego. I mean completely what was blue op i don't so, remember the colors being different so no the colors are the exact same oh, the, the you're red, the same guys right the the pieces on the red side are the exact same as the pieces on the blue side and the thing was i was just getting wrecked all the time but it didn't really bother me because hey like you lose games some people Didn't you just, wonder why you were constantly some, losing well i just attributed it to my brothers are smarter than me they're okay. older than me yeah I'm having fun. It doesn't really matter if I win. Sure, it would be nice to win. Here this is why there. you hate PvP. Because <laughs> it's Stratego. But one thing that was hilarious was it wasn't until years later that I discovered 
something, a very crucial fact, and that was my brother was talking about board gaming, and we talked about Stratego and how he would always pick blue. And when he was talking about this, I remembered, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I started to pay attention because I was like, I remember this. Yeah. I have memories of this. Like, what are you going to talk about? He's like, and the greatest thing about blue is that you can't see through it. And I was like, what? <gasps> He's like, my favorite thing was always play against the red player because the red pieces are more translucent. And I what? always sat with someone behind a light. <laughs> and I was like, what? This is why you hate No! <laughs> you... <laughs> I, I just I had like a rage fit. I'm like, are you That's serious? Amazing. You made me play red all of those years. Years. I thought I was a woefully inept, <laughs> strategically bankrupt individual who was getting stomped. You'll never excel you in battle. He was saying what was on the other side of my piece the whole time. Wow. And I was like, I never felt so betrayed in my life. And that's when I actually started to figure out that... This is were... uh, therapy hour with Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those moments when I started to figure out that people who are older than you make mistakes and can are not perfect. That was something <laughs> I quickly learned. And when you're the youngest in the family, you come to learn that at some point You're in your no life. longer my hero. You're... <laughs> You're dead to me. Anyway, so I know that was just for free. That was just a side thing. But bringing it back. To anyway, it. Sushi Go. So how was I introduced to Spirit Island? It was 2017. I learned about these cool new games. And I wanted to find more. I learned that board games can be experiences because of Scythe and Legendary Encounters Alien. And I wanted to find some for myself. So what I did was I went on YouTube and there was a channel that Chaz Marler does from Paradise Paradise. And every month what he does is he talks about games that are hot this month. That's what he calls it. That are gaining popularity. Mm -hmm. Games that are, for this past month, we're getting a lot of hype and a lot of playtime on Board Game Geek. Because we had even mentioned earlier, this website Board Game Geek is like your one stop for all things board games. For... For reviews. For reviews, for commentaries, heck, even podcasts. Or even you can just, buy just stuff pictures. off there. Yeah, there's a store, there's pictures. Yeah. It's a great community. And one thing that's really cool that BoardGameGeek.com does, you can have a profile, and on your profile, you can put and list on there what games you own. Like, oh, in my inventory, I own this game and this game and this game. And along with that, there's this feature where you can say, hey, I played this game recently. And when you say, I've played this game recently, you can click, I played it once. And the website will keep account of all of its users who are putting in, hey, I played this game, hey, I played this game, hey, I played this game. And it will compile a list and show you how many of these games in just out there in the world are being played right now. And so you can kind of see where the trend is, mm-hmm. where what games are being played a lot, what games are not being played a lot, which ones are getting a lot of good reviews. And Paradise Paradise, that channel on YouTube that is run by Chaz Marler, he just simply goes and every month he goes and he looks at that list that I just described that's on Board Game Geek, and yeah. he just publicizes what these games are for the purpose of informing. It's like an informative kind of thing. And one of the games that he had mentioned was Spirit Island. And this was one that really intrigued me. I really liked the artwork. I really liked co-op. And I saw what this game was. And I knew the kind of things that I liked. And so it was a co-op game. It was asymmetric. It was replayable. And it was definitely thematic. And those are four things that I really like. I talked about the artwork. And I really liked I liked that color. I liked that pop. Because it's a very colorful board. And I like the artwork on the side. Some games you'll look at a board or like a cover... And it just looks bland, man. Yeah. I know it's about the experience and the gameplay and the mechanics, not the aesthetic. But when something looks good, in addition to being good, 
you like it and it's so much more enjoyable mm-hmm. it, or at least to me in that in yeah. that regard and i'm a sucker for tropical settings this is completely as an aside but like just the whole tropic setting if i see beaches and palm trees something about that is relaxing to me like for a e- lot of even, people like even just pictures on the side of a doctor's office if there's a picture of a cool beach or a cool tropical lands or peru and just the, the whole jungle theme i don't know why a it's calming presence a calming presence yeah. but uh, <laughs> presence but <laughs> so it was a game that had all of these things and it looked like a tropical setting which is one that i simply like and so that's why it got my attention i looked into it I started looking at reviews, and I was like, oh, man, this game looks super dope. It really hooked me right from the get-go. The whole aspect of what this game is and Mm -hmm. who you are and what you're doing. And I just dug all of it. And I'm going to get into the game itself further on. But just suffice it to say that I didn't see one thing I did not like. Everything that I didn't love was something that I would later love. And at the time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't love this particular mechanic, but I've never had experience with this kind of thing. Let's try it. And I really liked it, and I just completely went head over heels for this game. And 2017, 2018, 2019, I just kept playing this game, kept playing this game, kept playing this game, and I just loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And now I was just like, you know what? This is just my favorite game. And it overtook... And then I came into the picture. (laughs) And then you entered my life. (laughs) And it was never the same. <gasps> no, okay. So anyway, you had asked me one time, because we had played some board games before at like a party. I grew up with board games as, yeah. a, as this uh, thing to do with the family. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a trick to get us all around the table, mm-hmm. you know, without like screaming and yelling. And <laughs> But then we would play PvP, so then we'd end up just like yelling at each other. But yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun thing for me. So meeting you and then seeing that when you brought over Legendary Encounters. Right, and I remember... I don't remember when it was, but I remember that conversation. You're like, so what's your favorite board game? Because I think you were asking me from the standpoint of you play board games all the time. And you knew that I play board games a lot. So you were seeking my opinion. That and so Laura and I were doing our wedding registry. Yeah. And, you know, we're both super into board games. So we're like, we wanted to get some new ones sure. under our, in our collection type mm-hmm. of thing. So I think we asked you because we're you like... You did. You actually asked for a recommendation. Like, hey, what's your... Without um, even having played this, like put on our wedding registry for like something right. to get. So, and I remember that and I was like, oh, Spirit on. And you're like, what's that? And I was like, I don't have the time right now to say why, but it's just my favorite board game of all time. And You're like, in two years, I'll make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> if only I had known what would, in that moment what this would turn into. But no, I I even remember a conversation that my brother was discussing with your wife, Laura, and she had also asked him the same question, and he gave her the same answer, Mm -hmm. which is, oh, Spirit Island. Spirit Island, totally. And her favorite game was Forbidden Island. Yeah. She just loves co-ops, I think, just in general. Okay. She has a little bit of a quarterbacking problem, and we can get into that with Spirit Island. I hope she's not listening. Anyway, I, I love I, you, I just, sweetie. I just, I just put like a pair of headphones and mufflers over the dome. Of we'll edit mind. that out. Just bleep that out. <laughs> we'll cut that in post. Yes. <laughs> you won't. Ryan forgot. <laughs> <laughs> or did I? Yeah, you're going to get a call in a couple I, days. I have leverage. <laughs> anyway. But no, yeah, you put on your wedding registry. Mm-hmm. And then obviously your wedding came and someone got it. Someone got it for us. So and it's kind of funny that you own a game that you haven't even played yet. We tried reading the directions i'm like this is 
I understand why some people are like reviewers were like turned off. It is this is very in depth. This is yep. this is not a party game. Very much so. This is not <clears throat> like a King of Tokyo good game. But <laughs> it's like it's not taught within right. five minutes. No. So Indeed. I understand, but once you get into it, it's incredible. Oh, oh. I could not agree more. So we and wanted to come and play it at your house because we're like we did. That's how we first right, started playing. Because you're it. like, hey, you've played this game. You're like a veteran on this game. I think I remember the text you sent me was, we want to play this game, but we want to do it right. So exactly. I, I want you like walk us through it and stuff. I do remember that. Yeah. So we came over and we did all low complexity mm-hmm. spirits. When I heard that, I immediately thought less powerful, which is so not true. Right. And that's a pet peeve I have. And that well, that's well, that's a pet peeve I have now. I should okay. say. At the time, I was totally guilty of that. The whole low complexity means low effectiveness. And that's totally not the case. And that is something I cannot wait to get into with this podcast. But yeah, I thought it would just be the most beginner friendly to play low complexity people. Mm -hmm. It really helps with the whole understanding and mechanics of the game and just... Quick question. Do you think a first time player should play lightning? Mm Mm-hmm. But I... Totally. I did. But what about just, like, how the fast and slow phase, you almost so, don't even worry about so that. So, personally, I think that lightning is perfectly okay with new beginners. In Spirit Island, every spirit breaks the rules in some way. For River, she has a way to get sacred sites from just a single presence. Green is allowed to get his destroyed presence back. Shadows can change the range of a card. And lightning can change the speed of a card. Since the speed thing with fast and slow powers is so easy to understand, I just don't think it's a bad idea to give a beginner someone who breaks that speed formula for their first game. For one, it's a super easy thing to understand, in my opinion. And two, it's important to have a character that breaks a formula in some way, even for a beginner, because it makes the beginner feel unique and special, even for their first game. No one else can do that. Only you can change the speed. And again, I just don't think that the speed thing is a difficult concept to figure out here. Besides, it will make lightning seem more memorable to that player, and character uniquenesses are important to understand in team games, in my opinion. Any game ever, any board game ever, and this one's no exception, can technically be played 100% accurately after you read the rulebook just one time. If you remember all the stuff, you can technically do it just fine. So is Lightning the best person? Is he a good person? Well, I mean, I would think Lightning would be better than Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares. Right. But you can, there can be someone out there who has never played Spirit Island before in their life or even heard about the game, read the rule book just once, remember everything, and play Bringer of Dreams just fine. Sure. I don't think that's going to happen a lot, though. I'm just saying that it can happen, and I don't want to ignore the possibility of that actually happening for the people that are really good at paying attention to rules from a rule book or something. I just simply think that it is just a little bit more straightforward if you stick to the low complexity characters first. You know what it reminds me of? It's kind of like a bicycle with training wheels. Can you literally ride a bike without training wheels for your first time? Sure. Yeah, Probably. it can be done. Yeah. It's just a little bit easier to comprehend the whole how does momentum work. When you're on a bicycle, the faster you go, the less you need balance. Mm -hmm. If a bike is still, you need a kickstand in order to stand up or your legs to stand up. But when you're going, you can just stay just fine. And to use that analogy for this, I just think that lightning and the low complexity people are training wheels characters. You can still ride a bike with training wheels, you know. And that's not to say they're not powerful. No. Oh, geez, no. Heck, that's the whole point of the complexity thing. 
that is supposed to be to give players a at-a-glance synopsis of how much mental and cognitive weightlifting are you going to have to do Mm -hmm. with this guy to make them effective. Yeah. To make them successful, to get a win, to comprehend their strengths or weaknesses. So, to answer your question, yeah. Lightning was... The first game I did was a solo game. I actually played Two Spirits. Okay. We can get into this a little bit later, and I think I will. And one of them was Lightning. Okay. So, Who was the second um, one? It was Earth. Vital Ooh. Strength of the Earth. I like Earth. Oh, so Especially, good. like, first time playing. So... Anyway, before I completely just go in and smack into all of this content without any structure, I don't want to like just start on one thing and then just, oh, let, let that lead to another thing and let that lead to another thing. I want to talk about everything in its own topical section. You know, Then you own. just get a lot of loose ends. Right, because then you got a lot of loose ends and yeah. then you're going to be like, oh, there was this one thing I forgot to talk about. So I'll get into my first game later, but we're still in the introduction of just what this podcast is. And how is this podcast going to be structured? Well, we have a massive list of topics here, and we're just simply going to go through them all. And we're just going to go through it topic by topic. And as we're talking about all of these various topics, I strongly encourage, and I really, truly, actually want as much feedback and input as possible. I'm going to ask a question, and maybe John can answer it. But please, also, if you're listening to this, if you have an answer to a question that any one of us asks, totally put it in the comments. Every now and then what I want to do is while we're talking about various topics and going through episode one of this topic, episode two of this topic, I want to stop every now and then and have like a question, like a Q&A, okay. a Q&A thing so we can talk to the people. Because like I said, I don't want us to be talking at you. I want to be talking with you. I want to hear about your, your inputs, your comments, your experiences, stuff like that. And so that's how we're going to be doing this podcast. And we're just going to have a topic and we're going to go through that topic and just really get into that specific topic. And then we're going to move on when we have sufficiently dissected and chewed on that one topic. We're going to go on to the next and to the next and to the next. And we've organized them in what we feel is a natural flow of conversational thought and in a sensical manner. But that does not mean that if something comes up that we can take an episode here and there to talk about that one thing that has come up. So, for instance, we're talking about, let's say, our topic that we are discussing is, oh, I don't know, the analysis of certain adversaries. Okay, we can talk about that for a while. But what if Jagged Earth comes out while we're in the middle of that topic? Well, we're totally going to have to do an episode where it's like, here's just our first impressions. Yeah. And don't worry, we will clearly label on the title of these episodes, like, bonus episode, we just did our first game of Jagged Earth, this or this thing came up or this thing came up. Don't worry, we are not foregoing our other topic series that we're on. We're just simply going to talk about this for a quick second, and then we're going to get right back to the topic that we were on. So sometimes that might look like someone commenting or asking us a question that we will get to later. And when that happens, we will just simply say so. Like, Mm -hmm. hold that question. We will get to it. Thank you so much for commenting on that. I cannot wait to get into that topic, and that topic is scheduled for... And then I'll just look at my calendar to see when that topic is. So, yeah, I think that is... That's the gist? I think that's the gist of this podcast. We've been talking for 53 minutes, so I Longest intro ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, that's going to do it for this one. I hope you enjoyed our introduction to the podcast. We're just trying to show you what we're doing with this and kind of where we're headed. Next episode, we're going to start to get into the actual content here. And I think it would be good for us to just talk about our favorable memories that we've had with the game. Some of our experiences and just some of the crazy stories that we've had. Oh, it's going to be fun. So, it's going to be cool. Until next time, guys, take care.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at The Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.